0: the gym
1: mold stomping grounds <laughs> Hank Patterson fly fishing guide Riley Smith tight end I yeah, appreciate that hey you wouldn't happen to be the kicker no tight end again thank you I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale but you're not the kicker no yeah now the kicker is probably taller and a lot better shape so okay what uh, position do you play tight end squats yeah try it sometime <laughs> Hey, Forrest here. Nothing like getting paid. And with ICCU's mobile app, I can deposit checks or accept Zelle payments so the money hits my account fast. I just wish there was an app for mowing the rest of these lawns. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings
0: company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and 10 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe.
1: Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory.
0: And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. This is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Canned Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, B.J. Reigns, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Welcome on into a special edition live from the James Kitchen and Bar here in downtown Boise. Come on out to the James Kitchen and Bar and uh, awesome spot. We're happy to be here. And uh, might if I switch the uh, to the right microphone there. There we go. Uh, James Kitchen and Bar they open at eleven o'clock. Hope to see you guys down here. They got happy hour from three to five, and we will be here uh, for the post game show on Saturday against San Jose State. So. Uh, not doing the pregame show here. Got some other stuff going on. We're telling you about the uh, other broadcasts later this week. On, but we'll be here for the postgame show uh, after the San Jose State game on Saturday. Coming out with uh, Kent Riddle and I. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, we got the new commercials rolling in, including the one with uh, Andy Rowe and Leon Rice. That and was uh, great. Jordan says uh, Andy pulled a Johnny airball game, <laughs> uh, airball in the free throw there. So, uh, yeah, that's a good commercial. We appreciate it. Uh, Andy Rowe and company. And I told you, Leon rice had his, uh, floor coating. That's not lip service. He had his floor coating done by them and he, uh, he loves it. So, uh, and, and Leon's watching the show. Cause he just said, uh, <laughs> Leon just texted us. Do you like the commercial? So, uh, he, he, uh, yeah, we love the commercial, Leon. We appreciate you awesome. for, uh, for, 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 uh, doing that and watching that. And I've yet to meet an unsatisfied customer from RowPaint.com. So uh, that's all, that's all you uh, need to know. And uh, next time you're looking for that garage floor coating, Hopefully, you will think of our title sponsor, Andy Rowe and Rowpaint.com. He is Jordan K. My name is BJ Reigns. We just watched practice today, Boise State. Uh, not letting us watch any team drills today, by the way. We got to watch about seven periods of the stretching. You can read the tea leaves, you know, with the videos on social media, which quarterback was going first in the drills, but – I guarantee you there is some element of uh, messing with the media with some of that stuff today. Uh, They know which portions of practice we're going to be watching. There's no team drills. We didn't get to see who ran with the number one offense. It was just which quarterbacks throwing into the net first, you know, stuff like that. So I don't put too much stock into that and and, uh, what that means and, in the long term, But, uh, you know, Saturday, San Jose state, six o'clock, it's probably going to be a sellout. They're getting close to announcing that they're going to have a packed house, the light show. There's going to be a lot of energy and, and a lot of fans, uh, anxious to see this team start playing better. This is a, uh, it's a pretty big game on Saturday. What a time to try out a two quarterback system. <laughs>
1: oh boy. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the 36,000 give or take fans in attendance are going to get a, uh, An entertaining game. Uh, What that means, good or bad, is yet to be determined. But how can you not be intrigued with the two-quarterback system? How can you probably not be entertained if you're looking at it? Um, It's going to be interesting. I don't know if interesting is going to be good. I don't know if interesting is going to be bad. I think the one thing to look at it, and Coach Sanford brought it up on the the ball talk this week, is like, what's the best-case scenario of this whole thing? The best case scenario is that one of these guys elevates themselves to the point the coaching staff can't not play them. And I, I think that's going to be the, the thing to watch for. Okay, we're going to try out this two quarterback system, but is some guy going to elevate themselves to the point where the coaches go in at halftime and say, we, we, can't, we can't sit this guy on the bench? And all of a sudden, a two-quarterback system goes to one dude's out there for the entire second half. I I, that, I mean, that's the best-case scenario, right? Um, I don't know. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I just think that they're really – I mean, I I think Talon Green should start. I think Talon Green deserves to start. I, I know some people are against that, but I personally – I'll stick with it. I do not think you give up on Talon Green this early. And in my opinion, if um, – No, maybe if, he's the guy. I mean, maybe it, he's the guy who – he's playing so well that it's like – why did we do this two quarterback system? I I just think if Maddox Madsen starts this game, even if Maddox Madsen plays two series, Talon comes in, lights it up, plays the rest of the game. I just, I still feel like if Maddox Madsen starts this game, there is a large likelihood you're, you're uh, losing Talon green, you know, and, and, and in the long term, and I just don't know if I've seen enough to to be ready to give up on Taylor Green yet. I just think he's an exciting athlete. I get it; the throws haven't been great. I feel like the receivers could do more. I don't think it's apples to apples comparing the passing game with with uh, Maddox Madsen to the passing game with with uh, Tailin Green. I just think the situations are different. The timing in the game is different. Um, I, I just um, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. They could start Maddox Madsen. I just I, I think you know what 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 happens if uh, you start Maddox Madsen. He plays his two drives and does pretty well. You promised Taylor Green the third series, or you want but, but to play both not, guys. That's not how they're doing it, though. Uh, from what we
1: know, they're going to do it based on where guys are kind of coming in for certain plays. I think
0: I think they'll have a plan for the first quarter early in maybe, the game maybe. When, when they're going to bring him in. I think they give a couple series to each guy, and then they kind of decide play-by-play, play, whatever, in the second half. But uh, I, I think my, my scenario is you have a packed house, Maddox Madsen comes in, throws a touchdown pass or leads him on a scoring drive, whatever, and everyone's fired up, and then you bring in Taylor and Green, and there's people booing. And no one's or, booing. Or, I, dude, I, let me know, fans. I'm guessing, and, and we saw it with Bachmeyer, whatever. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. If 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 Maddox Matson throws a touchdown pass and starts the game and throws touchdowns, and then they bring in Taylor Green, there will be somebody in the stadium booing I think it'd be. Kind of, okay, there I, I will be. I think I'm not someone. saying 36,000 people are going to be booing, but I think Andy's opening himself up for. Uh, I don't know. If, oh, I don't know. I don't know if "circus" is the right word, but it's just going to be oh, chaos if you're going from one quarterback to the next, and if one plays he, well, but you want to play the other one, and some fans are booing that don't like this guy. I just think that it's it, going to be. Uh, I don't know.
1: It is <laughs> underrated how much he was probably um, smiling a little bit last year when Hank transferred. Because this didn't have to happen. There was no two quarterback system. There was no, oh, you should have played this guy. It was, hey, our guy transferred. We, now we've got an o- one option. And that was basically it. So he didn't even, it couldn't even been opened up. So yeah, now he is opening himself up to this. And uh, Hank got booed. I won't question what can or can't happen Saturday. Maybe even different people
0: do. Lots of negativity. Sure. That's yeah. Kind no, of big I think right people are on edge. People are
1: uneasy. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be a drive to drive thing based on what yeah. they're saying. And uh, also like has legitimately, has that ever worked? The only time I can think is the 2015 Ohio state team with Cardell Jones and JT Barrett. And they lost some dumb games that they probably shouldn't have lost that season. Uh, that was a, close to
0: a two QB system that works. Yeah another grasp at straws in order for Andy Ablos to keep his job. I mean, he is trying to uh, – he is doing something to try to keep his job here because, I mean, you lose on Saturday in front of a packed house. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to get fired at that point, but you're going to start to have some of the influential people, I think, that that are involved in these decisions. And you guys know how it works. It's not just the athletic director. It's not just the president. It's the big money boosters. It's the big money advertisers for the school. I mean, you can – I'm not going to name the names, but you can – figure out the four or five people that probably have some influence and that's how it works everywhere yeah when, when yeah. if the guys say the check's gonna dry up if you don't make a change that's when the change happens or when they say hey we will uh pay the buyout that's always a big one too and we're and willing to buyout, cover the three million 3.25 yeah, million or whatever not not crazy i will say that now it's, would they rather have the 3.25 million to add to the north end zone project sure but it's not that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. if, if, if they're, you know, I'm just, and, and again, I am not predicting it. I don't think Andy Avalos is going anywhere, at least for the next, you know, for, for the short term here. But I'm just saying, you lose a home game on Saturday with how restless these fans already are, another home game on the blue as a nine point favorite to a San Jose State team that's one in four, I believe. Yeah. You lose that game on Saturday, you're going to start to have some people really like, like some people that actually matter. Starting to at least start to have that conversation or question whether or not long term uh, yeah. is Andy the but, guy here. I think it's huge. Uh,
1: he we were saying a lot of the same things last year after the UTEP game. I mean, let's not forget that this this has some precedent. And last year when they're two and two and he fires Tim Plow and Hank Bachmeyer goes into the transfer portal, you were probably on the the uh, BNN show every day saying the same thing: Hey, Andy Avlo sees getting hot. And the ship was righted. I mean, I will give Andy credit. He made a tough decision to fire Tim Plough, a somewhat unprecedented decision when it comes to Boise State. Yeah, I don't and think ever firing ever an assistant mid-season. midseason. That doesn't happen. I will give him credit on that. Um, very fortunate that Dirk Cutter was there. Very fortunate that Taylor Green was there. Very fortunate that Hank Bachmeyer transferred. And very fortunate that Dirk Cutter ran his scheme kind of, you know, with, without anyone telling him what to do
0: yeah and they didn't have to worry about all season i mean they had the quarterback issue was going on early in the season but once hank transferred they just said okay it's yours and they didn't really have another choice other than taylor now i mean this could linger all season here yeah with what's going to happen who's going to be the guy going back to do it uh karen rain says boise state won't lose this game no way so take it to the book place your money line bets at circa sports uh Mm -hmm. they're not not, if karen says it, they're not losing so i guess you guys are in good shape then good looking good yeah. yeah Uh, Dirk Cutter and TG saved the season last year. A lot of people, that has been the sentiment since your article came out, that it wasn't Andy Avalos that didn't but he made the decision. He had to make the decision. I I
1: mean, give him credit for that. That that probably was not as easy as Andy should have
0: bought a lottery ticket last season, a whole lot of luck. According to Kareem, the dream.
1: I mean, there was a lot of luck. You, you have to make your luck sometimes.
0: So um, I'll give him some. She credit. says, didn't say they would cover the nine, just, oh, but they okay. would win. So money line, money line, Ben. There you <laughs> go. Uh, this team could be four and one. It's not on the QB play. Um, you know, me and Jay spent 20 of our 30 minutes yesterday talking. Four and one. Well, I mean, they were very close. There were two games where if, you, if the guy misses a field goal or you get a stop there, or you know you win the UCF game, you would have had to have stopped Memphis and then score yeah. again and then I'd stop be, I, them again. So I'm not quite ready to. See, but that, that game with the blocked field goal and stuff, like they should have won the Memphis. Game. Oh, they they yeah, gave that they game away. So I mean, they they, they, they are a couple plays away from being four and one and, and and masking a lot of these problems. But they're not. Andy said Andy said it himself. You're the same team regardless of what the record is. Had they won that game or not? And. I know a lot of folks think that the quarterback controversy, all this stuff is uh, as a way for Andy to hide the struggles of the defense and keep the focus on the offense and not the defense. Uh, Me and Jay spent over 20 minutes of our 30-minute show yesterday talking about the defense and the reasons why it has struggled. I don't think the defense is totally getting off the hook here. But I also think that uh, Spencer Danielson is not even close to the point where you're gonna fire Spencer Danielson. like no, and that is not the same situation as Tim Plow last year one bit. Yes, the defense is struggling, but I think I think it is a lot more to do with they screwed up in the transfer portal. they screwed up and thought some of these guys were better than they were gonna be. And then two of your projected starters, after you lost all those guys, two of your projected starters Alexander Tubner and DJ Schramm, didn't play against Memphis or played yeah. very sparingly Tubner yeah. played very sparingly yeah. um so i mean i i you know and again i whenever i say it's a talent issue i was getting all this well that comes back to the coaches because they recruited the talent that is true i get it but i i don't know if it's necessarily the schemes and the co- you know spencer danielson didn't just become a bad defensive coach overnight i think that you know I just don't think that the players are as good as the players they had last year. And yes, part of that is on the coaching, but part of that just, they, just comes down to the the Jimmies and the Joes, and they just don't have them right now.
1: They did not, let's I'm trying to see how to phrase this. They are they are relying very heavy on um guys Andy brought in his first and second year, which is very recently, yep. which is why you see a lot of young guys playing. Um and they did not adequately fill their needs in the transfer portal. They went after the um, guys who some of our assistant coaches had some relationship with five years ago when we were recruiting them at a high school and they came from a big school. So they were a three or four star in high school and we'll give them a chance. And so you have a bunch of dudes who came from a big school, have no stats, very little experience and aren't contributing what they didn't do is go find a guy like George Tarlis, a dude from an FCS program who was just dominating and go and say, hey, we can elevate you at Boise State. Um, they did not do that. They tried to get kind of bounce backs who were um, power five and then couldn't yeah. really make it. Yeah. And it didn't work. I mean, they they haven't admitted it because you can't say, oh yeah, we didn't we didn't hit on the guys who are you know currently still in the locker room, but it didn't work. And that's a coaching. That's a coaching thing. Um, you can keep saying well, you're a, a developmental it's a, it's, program yeah. until you're not. It's
0: on the coaches in terms of not getting the right players, but it's not necessarily a coaching, like no, their in-game yes, coaching yes, or yes, their no. practice habits or how they are as a actual coach. It's a philosophy. They just messed thing. up on the building, the construction of the roster yeah, uh, yeah. at times, and, and whether you want to blame that back to Brian Harson, you know, some people believe Brian Harson left the cupboard bare when he left, yeah, um, and that's one of the reasons he was looking to leave uh, because he knew maybe that that they I, Brian Harson's final recruiting class was is is like a lot of
1: boise state's production right now um i mean it's tailing green it's like zion washington it's eric McAllister. but like you can go down the roster like brian harson um he had some sh- rough recruiting classes like 1920 um which is kind of why there's not a lot of experienced uh great players on boise state right now mm-hmm. 21 though it's that was a pretty dang good recruiting class.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, Zach being facetious here says, hey, it's the two guys that get mad. Uh, people get mad <laughs> at for covering the team. QBs being benched, head coaching decisions. They shouldn't be stories. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally agree, Zach. And the tequila Gus asking if we saw Jordan's picture up in the football facility saying, do not speak to this man <laughs> after that last article. Um, I was
1: not. I, that was not a. In any way, shape, or form, a personal shot. Which I, someone I, claimed
0: that uh, was right. You got a little talk about that on Twitter. I mean,
1: yeah, which I, I get. Like, you know, I don't. I wouldn't say I have the greatest relationship with Andy Avalos. Um, I don't think he likes me. Uh, but that was not a personal attack on him in any way. It was more you laid out hey, some facts. These are, I mean, when you start seeing head coaching mistakes pile up and pile up, they don't bite you in every scenario. Um, the air force last year, the illegal numbering, it didn't bite him. The, uh, the San Diego state game, not going down. It didn't bite him, but it does. It does sometimes bite you. It bites you on fourth and one against air force two years ago. When you will have 10 players on the field, it bites you against Memphis. When you go against analytics and common sense and, uh, call a timeout at the last second and kick a field goal. I'm not saying the block field goal was planned or whatever. Um, but those things bite you. I, I would kind of brought up the point in blackjack: if the guy at your table is, has 15 and keeps standing against the 10, he's gonna win a couple times. But you play long enough, and you're gonna start losing. And that's what you kind of see in that Memphis game. Um, some of those those mistakes, those coaching errors, um, attack bite you. And the problem with Andy that that really frustrates me as kind of an outsider or uh, a media member is. He does, not, uh, he does not take the blame for a lot of these things. And he doesn't even acknowledge that they were mistakes. He kind of says they were the right decisions all, like, all the time. That's what is very frustrating. And um, I think it, we in the media are trying to get answers for fans. And that's something that a lot of these fans yeah. are wondering about. Of like, why do you not take accountability for mistakes? If you have a mistake, that's fine. You're a young coach in your third year. This yep. is a really hard job. I yep. get it. Say you made
0: a mistake, yeah. and
1: people can live with
0: that. Yep. But don't
1: say you were you right. Di- you
0: dig in, be condescending to the media, act like we don't know what we're talking about, yeah. that you're not wrong. That, yeah, it doesn't help anybody.
1: That, that scares me when it comes to making decisions going forward. If you tell me that, oh, you're an idiot for asking mm-hmm. that uh, we could kneel the ball because my chart says this, well, your chart's wrong. That shows a yeah. fundamental flaw in how you are preparing for the game and how you are coaching in the game. If you can't understand a, a timeout or a, a clock management situation, that's that's concerning. That's something that's going to bite you in the future.
0: Yep. Yep. And I, and I uh, again, I, you know, it is what it is. I, I get it. Um, somebody on here did, by the way, great article by Jordan. He highlighted the reality of the Avalos era. If you lose the San Jose, the seat starts to flame. The one thing, just to kind of put a bow on this fourth and one thing. What else did you find? I was just, um, yeah. the, the one thing about the uh, fourth and one thing that I uh, that I you know think is like okay. I think it's just the fact that, you know what, like, hey, he wanted to go for it. He changed his mind, decided he wanted to take yeah. the safer play of the field goal. That's fine. It backfired. But just say that. Yeah. You know, like the, no one's buying the OK, well, we didn't get the look we liked. Well, if that's the case, then why didn't you change the play? Yeah. Like like his his his, his if he would have just said, you know what, I was going to go for it. The more the clock was running down, I thought about it. I just said, oh, let's just take the safe three. We were that put us up six at that point. We were feeling pretty good. It didn't work out like I think people would have been OK with that. We said You change. really. I mean, I mean, again, some people say, oh, be tough, you know, grow a pair, like go for it. Like I, some people might still have been mad, but if you would have just admitted, like, you know what? We were that the offense wanted us to go for it. I was going for it. I got caught up in the moment and then I, you know, I had 20 more seconds to think about it. And I thought, you know what? Let's just take the points. Like, just admit that when it gets to this whole, we didn't get the look we liked. It's pretty simple. You know, when I asked him after the game, is it's not that complicated? And then it, it, saying, how many points did we win by last week? Three. What's that? How many? Three, Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just, it, you know, again, Andy Avalos knows more about football than we will ever know. Yeah, I'm not trying to challenge that, but I just feel like, as you said, sometimes he digs in on these answers without just saying, you know what, in or, hindsight, yeah, I just got a little cold feet. I thought it'd be better taking the three. Let's just and, kick the field goal.
1: Or, or, and, you know, sometimes this is where coaches get themselves in trouble is he struggles to to give details and then it opens himself up to people not necessarily believing everything that he has to say. Um, which is right or wrong, but when you say, Well, we didn't get the look we like, okay, well, what was the look? You know, we just didn't get the look we like. It, it becomes really tough to like give him the benefit of the doubt after all these years of kind of hearing how he answers these questions. And, and at some point, when after the, the, the thing with San Diego State in the sheet and him saying that he knew exactly what he was doing, it's like sometimes you like you struggle to say, Does he know what he's doing? and, and so you ask him these questions, Well, we didn't get the look well, what was the look? What were you looking for? And he doesn't go into detail on some of those things. And, and I get it. It's a, it's a coaching thing. They don't want to give away anything. But sometimes after the game of just giving a specific thing, then we can understand we, the media, we, the fan base, the boosters, the athletic director, all of these people. It's not just the media. It's not just me. It's not just BJ. But sometimes when you give details on those things, people settle down a little bit and they say, Okay, this guy knew what he was talking about. Yep. it just didn't work yep we, can, I, we all make mistakes that's fine
0: yeah I just yeah and and again, it, it's very hard to be a head coach. I can't imagine yeah. I oh. can't imagine what all he has to deal with. No. I know there's so much more than we could ever imagine on his plate the time commitment, all the things he has to think about um, but when it comes to dealing with the media, it's just a you know it's just a an, an honest reality that it's not the he he's not the, the best coach in the world to handle <laughs> no. things with the media and, and, so, and uh, when it, when you're
1: winning. No one cares.
0: Hey, Brian Harson wasn't the greatest to deal no, with either. Doesn't but you know matter. what? Uh he had a re- he could back it up and yep. his arrogance was was justified yeah. in how they were winning. So uh you know it's it's not personal. It's not personal with Absolutely you. Not. it's not personal with me. I want to see it work for Andy Avalos. I broke the story he was being hired. I I uh you know could uh, you know I wanted to see it do well for him and I I in ninety percent it makes our job it a is, lot easier People understand when they, win. they think it's so much better for this quarterback no. controversy on this BNN is not making more money because the team is losing. We need the team to win just like every fan wants a team to win. It's just business. I'm not a fan of Boise State, but for my business, stories are, it is better stories when they are win. Better, people talk more when they're winning after the games. None of us are, oh, they lost to Memphis. Let's go down there and see what we can grill them on tonight. This is going to be yeah. great. Like, no, it's, it's, uh, okay, this is going to suck. Like, we, we, no, we, it is much more fun to do our job to interview a winning coach, a happy coach. We get it, and uh, I think that's part of the problem with Andy is there just haven't been a ton of, uh, you know, haven't been a ton of uh, positive post game press conferences with the way it's gone. So um, I get it. Uh, I like Andy. Um, it's irritating to hear the way he talks to you guys. I will just say that uh, you know, you guys as fans, us in the media, aren't the only ones that have taken notice. Uh, to that, I think that it's pretty obvious when you watch the post game press conferences, some of the condescending remarks and things. And again, I get it, it's tough. Um, Jordan says the last thing I think is important in a good coach is media relationships. Even Pete was frustrated. It's important. They steer the fan attitudes. And yeah, I I think that's what maybe Andy's missing a little bit, to be honest, is that he's not necessarily speaking to the 10 people in the room. He's speaking to the fan base. Yeah. He's speaking, as you said, to the boosters, to the athletic director, but in large part, you know, we stream these press conferences. He's, he's speaking to Bronco nation. He's speaking to the fans so when we ask a question or I ask a question, it's essentially um, I'm asking a question that I know I've seen on Twitter that 80% of the fans proxy. Uh, want, want, want to ask. We're, we're asking on behalf of the fans. And so, um, I, I you know, like I said, I, this is not some 30 minutes, let's bash Andy. No. There's certainly clearly some areas, one of which working with the media, that he could improve with. Um there's some other on the field areas there's we've seen lot, as yeah. well but I don't I, I don't think we've reached the point where he should be fired yet. No. I don't think we've reached the point where he we you know he's uh let's give up on him he can't do his job. I just think there's a lot that goes into being a head coach and let's be honest he's had some bad luck too. I mean I mean yeah. the field goal getting blocked and taken back for a touchdown was horrible luck that if they would have won the game or even if they would have lost the game but he kicked the field goal we would have asked about not going for it but I don't think it would have still been nearly if they go for the field goal and they make it but they lose the game I still don't think it's nearly the talking point as when it got blocked and taken back and, no. and really led to the to the loss. And so um, it is what it is. It, it's not you know necessarily something that is, is fun, but the the notion that it's personal or that we're out to get Andy or whatever is just hundred percent flat out not true. It is a hundred percent better for Bronco Nation News if the team is winning and the coaches are happy. It is a hundred percent better and more fun for us to do our job when yeah. we're talking to happy coaches. And happy post game press conferences and happy post game shows than when they lose. So it it is what it is. I just thought we should throw that out there. Yeah. Harson's slightly modified interior version, inferior version of Pete. Andy's slightly modified inferior version of Harson. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. Um, Let's see. Nate says, not completely on the inside. I do know certain big boosters are getting restless. Uh, I don't know if I'd quite go that far yet in terms of my conversations like that there, but I I would say restless might be a fair word, but I'm telling you, they lose on Saturday. Uh, by the way, thanks to Colin Mitchell for, for (laughs) chiming in, Colin, I was supposed to golf with you today and now I'm not sure if I can, I forgot to text you. Uh, Colin Mitchell is in town and didn't even want to come hang out at the James with us. Um, let's see. Todd Anderson says, I don't think BJ is much of a fan of mine, but I have so much respect for him this past week for questioning. Avalos appreciate you calling out in the press conference answers. Jordan too. Um, I appreciate that Todd we do differ on some things but uh, as I said we're here to do a job some like it some don't I think the easiest way to uh, just kind of change all this would be to win on Saturday right so uh, Jordan is right on throw away the sheet I guess you're t- Jordan spitting facts uh, Andy took the Brian Harson School of Press Relations <laughs> uh, uh you had to deal with uh, Herm Edwards and Todd Graham so Both of those guys are
1: great us. with the media I don't know about um, Todd was okay coaching for the beginning then it then it went south
0: yeah well uh we got to uh, thank a couple of our sponsors here we'll take a quick time out and be right back this is uh bronco nation news back in 90 seconds all bronco nation news broadcasts come from the cutwater spirits canned cocktail studios check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store cutwater spirits perfect for your next game day tailgate party our title sponsor is rowpaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out rowpaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact rowpaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is rowpaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union's been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU.com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at ShopRidley's.com. Former Bronco Matt Boucher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at com. All right, we continue along here for a little bit longer. We got some coach interviews coming up in about a half an hour or so across the street over at Boise State. But we got a, a little more time today. I will say with Andy, it's not for a lack of trying. I saw him at practice today yet again. Wearing the pad things on his arms, working directly with the DNs and some yeah. of the studs. And like he is out there giving it everything he has. It is not for a lack of effort that this team is two and three, uh, maybe for a lack of. Defensive talent that's playing a, a part of it, but uh, you can't you can't fault Andy Avalos and the staff. They're doing everything they can. They're trying from that standpoint, from the effort level. Yeah, um, just just some things haven't panned out for them. As I said, there's been a little bit of bad luck involved. Some of the injuries. They maybe win that game if they have Shram at full strength. Who knows? Um, so it is what it is. Two and three start very close to being four and one. Um, but as was it Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. They're they're two and three right now and uh, facing a tough stretch here. I mean, you got. Uh you got uh San Jose, which I I I believe they're gonna win rather easily. I, I think they blow them out personally. Uh, I don't think San Jose State's very good. And I think all this talk, all this angst in the fan base, I think Boise State's gonna come out and just put on a, a dominant performance uh on Saturday. Uh I know you don't think it's gonna be quite that quite yeah. that good. Um and then I think it's a sneaky road game going to Colorado too. Uh yeah. Colorado State on you know in Colorado on the, the following Saturday, I think they're they're they that's got gonna be quarterback. quarterback,
1: and they've got the best wide receiver in the mountain west that is not going to be a fun matchup
0: and that has been a uh that has been a issue at times for Boise State going up against strong quarterbacks strong receivers yeah under Andy Avalos they have
1: I think I've counted two two decent quarterbacks Andy Avalos has beaten and both came in 2021 um they've really really struggled against anyone with an arm it's yeah so that that concerns me going up against Chevin Cordero it concerns me going up against Mikey Keen at uh Fresno State. It concerns me against Andrew Peasley at Wyoming. It concerns me about the uh God, the, the Colorado State guy. What's his name? Uh three, three name dude at Colorado yeah, I State. I forget. It concerns me with all those guys. Yeah. Um, because that's just the one thing that um a defenses run by Andy Avalos and Spencer Danielson have really struggled with, especially with kind of a um a secondary that is a little bit on the younger side yeah. in terms of experience, not necessarily um, uh, their years of eligibility.
0: Uh, they're talking about the over-under, maybe saying the over. Um, what do you make about the – we talked we briefly before we got into the Zandi Avalos thing, yeah. which wasn't even my goal for today's show. Um, the 2QB system, what do you yeah. think happens with it? What Do you like it? Do you not like um, it? What do you make?
1: I don't I don't like it. I Just show me a couple examples where a – real, like a two quarterback system has worked. I get there's, you know, the Florida teams where Tebow would come in for like a play or two, if that's what they're doing, like fine, like that, that'll work. If you're trying to legitimately have two quarterbacks, like switch out plays and they're running the same playbook. I, I just don't see how that is beneficial. Um, Obviously they, they need to save their season, save their jobs. The coaches, if they think this is best, like, I'm willing to see it out. Um, I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and I can't remember who was on, but they were talking about Nick Saban and how you decide who's your quarterback. Nick Saban had Jalen hurts and Tua. you know what he didn't do. He didn't run a two quarterback system. What he did. And, and I, I, I mean, I got to see if it's a exact direct quote, but basically what he was saying is like Nick Saban picks a quarterback competition based on, who inspires the most confidence for the offense? Like if arm talent is the same, if their knowledge of the playbook is the same, if everything is equal, who de- who inspires the most confidence out of the team? And, and right now, I really, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I think we might know the answer after a couple drives after one half against San Jose State. And that's where I would go with the quarterback is who inspires the most confidence in Ashton Jendee. And Eric McAllister and Billy Bowens and Garrett Curran and everyone else, who are they like? Yeah, this is our guy. Um, that's that's where I would go with it.
0: I got 38 17. You just threw out a prediction 38 17. I think the two QB system is yeah. going to work. Uh, regard I don't know who it's going to be I more. Just, I, did, I, don't, did I don't Boise I don't, State beat North Dakota by 38 17. I think that was 38 21 or something. I yeah, think. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I just think this is the kind of. I mean, if it doesn't go this way, there's some serious problems. But I think somebody said they're going to win out and save the season. Like, I uh, he's got thir- Clint has 34-17, so we're pretty close. I just saw that thirty-eight seventeen. I, I, I again, the numbers, all this stuff. I well, don't I think. Just, I don't wh- think it what? would say that.
1: What tells you that Boise State's defense is giving up seventeen points? Nothing.
0: The f- okay. Nothing. The okay. fact that. The fact that I think that um, they're just. I just don't think. I don't think. uh whoever it is, is that good. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, San Jose is very good defensively. I know the stats, the past defense that, stats are no, decent, that's, that's fine. I mean, I just don't think they're that good. And uh, on either side of the ball, they're one and four. I know they've played some tough teams. Cordero is yeah. a good quarterback. I get it. But I mean, let's be completely honest. San Jose state should not be coming into the blue and really having a serious chance to win this game. That's just, they, my, that's just I, my
1: I agree, but we've got to stop looking in terms of historical context. Like that's, that's out the window. I think, you were saying the same thing leading up to the UCF,
0: like and, oh, I, and barring a last-second drive where they couldn't stop them, I was right. I said they no, had, that's I said they that's had fair. no business winning this game, but they're going to find a way to win, and that's almost exactly exactly what happened. And I've been wrong on most of my other projections. Yeah. I thought they'd beat Memphis um, in a close game, um, but I, I again, I just I don't know. I just I, I guess I'm not ready to fully believe this team is a six and six type team, and and maybe I'm just not quite. They've had a couple tough losses. I'm not saying they're good. I, but I think that there is some improvement that can still be had. Yeah. I don't know if the defense over the course of a full season is the 129th, you know, worst defense in the country. No. Um, And so I just, I just think there's going to be a little bit of regression to the mean. And I would expect Boise state to play its best game of the season on Saturday.
1: Um, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I also have a hard time thinking that, um, Chevin Cordero and that receiver Nash and a great offensive mind and Tim Brennan, um, is not going to put up twenty four to twenty eight points at least against this defense. Now that's not to say Boise State, with whoever is at quarterback or two quarterback thing, doesn't put up thirty five. That could happen. Uh, I just, I just don't see um, Boise State's defense kind of. Putting the nails to a, a great quarterback.
0: BJ just gave the San Jose State social media team a perfect snippet for their video. <laughs> and Jordan chimes back. Does San Jose State even have a social media team? I'm they have sure the they duck. Do.
1: I hope the yeah. duck is, is here this week. That guy's awesome.
0: Uh, do you who uh, I think it's sport, important to start Taylor Green, just let him loose, stay with it if it's going well. Yeah. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I think Taylor uh, Green, if you start Maddox Madsen and he starts playing well. I don't know if you can go back to Taylor and Green. That's and so a... I, I think that the safer play is to start Taylor and Green yeah. and then have Maddox Madsen available to play some if it's not going well. Um, I'll be curious if they put him out there at the same time for a play or two. What? Yeah, I guess that that would be something. Well, I mean, why would you not? If you have two quarterbacks that are going to play, why would you not put um, put even if it's just one running play where Taylor Green's way out, right? Way out, right? Make, uh, make uh, make uh, didn't make uh, they, the Eagles do that a well, little Boise, bit. Boise State the, did it when they had Montel Cozart really? and Brett Rippon. Yeah, they gave Brett Rippon some uh, uh, they gave Montel Cozart like some short passes, swing passes, because he was a more of a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Maybe Maddox, matson you know, maybe maybe you got a Taylor Green Taylor in the backfield, Green. and you throw a little backwards screen pass and let him use what's his legs in space and take off on That one, that
1: would be. That would I don't be know if it happens. Awesome.
0: I don't know if it'll happen Saturday, but I think if you at least put him out there together for one play, what about then that? All double, of a sudden, makes Colorado State have to worry about it for a next double week. pass with uh, just Taylor paying. Green. If, if, if you want to try to get them both on the field, do what's best to help the team win. Yeah, maybe that's the direction that's, you go for some. Maybe there's a package if Andy really wants to have some
1: fun. First play. Both Taylor guys Green, out there, you, both guys out there. Taylor Green motions out.
0: You have a double pass, a triple pass. Let's do a triple pass. Oh my God. I think first play of the game needs to be both <laughs> quarterbacks on the field. That would be amazing. And I think Maddox Madsen takes the snap, but you do a, like uh, Taylor Green <laughs> then, goes out for a little swing pass. And then <laughs> if it's a backward pass, he could throw it forward. What I'm saying. Or, you, or you just let him in, uh, in in motion. And then technically, both of them started. Technically. Oh yeah, they both start. And that dude, that's got to happen now. Oh my that, I'm going to talk about that for the rest of the week. Both guys out there on the same play—that needs to happen. That, well,
1: that would be a—that would be like an old school, uh, old school Boise State thing. That would be whole. That would be so fun. Oh
0: man! Well, uh, we appreciate everybody for checking Statue us out today. To TG. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: yes, that would be awesome. Let's let's be, let's make this fun. Yeah.
0: This guy says, oh, you're sounding like Vlad. No, they're not moving him to full-time. Wide no, receiver. no, no. They're no, not moving no. him to full-time but tight end. But for one play? But like, for a couple plays, be, be awesome. you can put both of them in the backfield. The only reason I think it happens for one play on Saturday, if you put the over under at a half, I would actually probably take the over. Not even saying Talon Green is involved in the play, but, or Maddox Madsen's involved, and just have him standing on the field out wide. Is That is one more thing now that Colorado State would have mm-hmm. to spend five hours thinking about it, is, oh, what do they get? What, what plays could possibly happen if they're both out there? We got to be ready for this package yeah, and stuff. yeah So I, it would not shock me. That's how football coaches are. You put them both out there for one play, and then that makes Colorado State have to spend five hours thinking and, about it. And if week. you're
1: going to do the two-quarterback thing, be as creative as you possibly can. Um, if you if this is going to work, it's going to work because you're utilizing the skill sets of both guys. And the skill set of Taylor Green is – I mean, hell, he, he can air it out. He's hit on a couple deep balls this year. He can also run better than almost any quarterback in the Mountain West. Yeah. What you got with Maddox Mastin is a dude who has quick decision making, who gets the ball, who leads his receivers, who's a great thrower. If Boise State can somehow find the perfect mixture of Taylor's skill set and Maddox's skill set, I'm not I'm not ruling out this because this can work. I just um, in the over the course of college football history, that um, rarely, rarely works.
0: Hey, tomorrow, make sure you don't miss tomorrow's episode at 9 a.m. Mike Prater, myself will be joined by Tommy Alquist. We will be at Top Golf at Eagle View Landing. Uh, we're going to get Mike Prater and Tommy Alquist. Maybe me, we'll see how I'm feeling out there on the simulator, uh, live on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tommy Alquist disagrees with Mike Prater. Tommy Alquist is a big Andy Avalos guy. So we're going to get into a little debate on the show tomorrow uh, with big BSU supporter. Uh, Tommy Alquist, uh, who runs Ball Ventures, Alquist. So make sure you check us out tomorrow, 9 a.m. at Top Golf. They don't open till 10, so you can't come you can watch us tomorrow. Uh, if you need a developer, if you're looking for new space, think BVA. At BVA, they are Idaho's developer. I mentioned uh, Taco Bell. We appreciate them as well. The Nicolayson Family SON Management proudly operating Taco Bell restaurants in and around the Treasure Valley since 1969. They are one of the first to make the seven-figure donation to the Lyle Smith Society. Also stepping up their uh, commitments, more than $300,000 committed by 2026 to men's and women's basketball scholarships. So get more information on their financial support of the Broncos, or if you want to apply to work, at taco bell that is all can be done at taco bell and uh blue and orange store appreciate them as well if you need some new boise state gear check them out the blue and orange store.com free shipping any order over 40 dollars or you can check them out on, uh, in person at Boise Town Square Mall, the second floor there uh, next to Pro Image. Lithia, Florida, Boise uh, as well. It's finally here, Truck Month at Lithia, Florida, Boise. And with Truck Month comes great deals on Ford trucks. Get an incredible price on the best-selling F-150, the fully electric F-150, Lightning, the Ranger, or the Maverick. Trucks for the way you live and the way you adventure are waiting for you at Lithia, Florida, Boise. You can find one online, view their full inventory of vehicles at Lithia, Ford, Boise. Dot com and if you need a job check out tcs transportation compliance service every step of the way help you get into the trucking industry whether it's the big rig on your screen the amazon truck in your neighborhood our friends at tcs can help you get out towing that first load in no time so thank you to tcs and get more information at transcom as we uh get ready to wrap this up here so do you even think they win on saturday i'm not
1: there yet i'm wow. not i'm not sure yet um, wow. i still got a still got a Decide, but I'm I'm five and zero oh on my prediction so far this season. I got to really think about this. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm leaning towards yes. If I if it is yes, it's going to be a very close game. I'm not sure yet. Wow. Uh, wow.
0: Yeah. Well, I think they win, and I think they win rather easily rather easily. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a homer, whatever. But if the spread stays in the single digits, take Boise State. I think they win this one by double digits. I think they got something to prove and i think they're going to say yep see we're 2 and 0 our goals are in front of us we're just, back baby the,
1: i've heard the same the yeah. same thing yeah for 5 weeks and yeah um
0: and they're pretty darn close to being 4 and 1 and it working but again they're 2 and 3 would if
1: they were 4 and 1 it would not have been a pretty 4 and 1 which again doesn't matter um but i i still would probably be feeling the same way i feel if they were 4 and 1
0: yeah well, I think Talon Green needs to start. I think he needs to play the majority of the game. I'm not quite ready to give up on him yet. Uh but here if- says
1: minus nine and a half seems like they will win.
0: Yeah, I mean that I'm not gonna lie, that does play a
1: factor. I'm like, if what uh what Vegas is saying comes true most of the time. I will. Mark say-
0: Moss, your guy Mark Moss in here oh, as well. Yeah. What were you gonna say?
1: But uh, Boise State in every game they've been favored this year, they've won. In every game they haven't been favored by Vegas, they've lost. I mean it's Pretty they're kind simple. of
0: doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, uh, Mark Moss. I don't think they expect it to work long term. Just basically giving Taylen Green one more opportunity to make the job his. Otherwise, they're turning it over to Mad Dog after the bye week.
1: Um, I mean, if you're reading the tea leaves, that that kind of seems like what it is. Um, but they are giving Taylen Green a chance to to kind of prove himself. And, and right now, they it's a competition. I think they say it all the time. Competition is what we want. We want to breed competition. Da, 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 da. If uh, if they're right about that, I mean, this is a competition. And theoretically, whoever plays better um, is probably going to get the job eventually. And if that's tailing green, it's Taylor green. It's Maddox Matson. It's Maddox Matson.
0: Wow, yeah, it's crazy times in Bronco Nation right now. We appreciate all of you for subscribing. If you're watching us on Facebook or Twitter, switch over to YouTube. Right down there in the bottom corner, I think the subscribe button's like right here. Uh, press that subscribe button. We'd love to have you uh, subscribing to our YouTube broadcast. It's free. It's easy. We do this every morning around nine a.m. Sometimes we're a little later due to practice. But tell you got myself you got uh, Prater, Johnny, the whole crew. So we do it different days a week with different folks. So uh, check us out. We would love for uh, you to subscribe. Again, you can turn on the little button with the notifications too so you know when we go live with uh, future broadcasts. Uh, And, uh, again, we'll be at a golf tomorrow with Mike Prater and Tommy Alquist. Looking forward to that. And then uh, Friday, Jay Tust and I, and then uh, Saturday. Uh, we'll have the uh, joint broadcast pre-game over at Taco Bell in the morning and then post-game at the James. So uh, we'll be out and about in the community. Hope to see you guys at uh – the various spots will be at the basketball scrimmage on Saturday. We didn't even get to talk about that, but a uh, mm-hmm. nice opportunity on Saturday to check out the basketball team 3:30, They will be over at uh, extra mile arena. If you missed the Tyson Degenhardt show last night, great stuff with RJ keen. Uh, he was with some great stories and great thoughts. So uh, go check out the Tyson Degenhardt show on our social media channels and uh, view that show. So hope you guys have a, a great rest of your day. We're heading over in 15 minutes. We're going to be talking to Nate Potter, Tim Keene, DeMario Warren, And Kane, I own. So we'll get some assistant coach interviews, try to get their perspective on what's going on and how they uh, right the ship and turn this thing around. So thank you for a record viewership today. Thank you for the great comments. It's always more fun to do the show when there's a lot of comments and interactions in the chat. So uh, I'm loving what we're building here with the the BNN community and the YouTube chat and stuff. So let's keep it rolling uh, tomorrow 9 a.m. with Mike Prater and Tommy Alquist. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Go subscribe. 50 bucks gets you a full year. BNN50Deals, that promo code. Uh, they're getting ready to open the doors here at 11. Come on in and have some lunch. We'll talk to you later. From the James Kitchen and Bar on Bronco Nation News.
1: Bronco Nation.